Whoa, thanks for the consent. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Hotel Mule and uh, whatever Sean is smoking. This is the Racial Draft Podcast, uh, one of our sample episodes. It's a... Uh, we haven't gotten into the drafting part of the the whole uh, endeavor. We're still in uh, talking about the draft part of the endeavor. And I brought in one of our our experts, so to speak. He uh, actually, Sean, why don't you uh, tell the people about yourself? Okay, um, I am the co-host of the Fantasy Comic League which is where we track every Marvel character uh, weekly on how many points they get by doing things like using their powers, saving civilians, leading teams. And on top of that, we've created a format in which you can play the game where you draft four characters to your team and you compete in a division of five. Yeah, that's what the Fantasy Comic League is. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's so it's just Marvel characters. There's no, there's no DC. Oh, there's there's no way a single two people could do Marvel and DC in a week. Okay. Most nights, like okay, comics come out every Tuesday or every Wednesday, right? So we have all week to read it, and then we update our points going into the next week. And we have to stay on top of that because at the end of the month, there's a redraft. You you draft your characters per month rather than per season. Oh, okay. Was that it? Was that a recent change? No, that's always been our model. But recently, he has two kids. I had two kids. Uh, our time has come. We've been falling behind really bad. We're actually thinking about closing it down for maybe a year, developing an app, and then trying again because we can't keep up with everything we have to do for the thing. Interesting. We'll we'll talk. I have some have some thoughts on that. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, so, I, as I mentioned before, and you know, to the people, what we're planning to do with this racial draft um, is that we're going to try to put together some teams, and then um, hopefully, after the teams are put together, we're going to use your fantasy comic league. Uh, scoring system to run a season. We haven't determined how long the season is going to go for, but then we'll, um, you know, we'll figure out which which uh, team put together the best. The uh, sorry, which racial group put together the best team? So uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I have actually wanted to ask you about that. So, how did you get the idea for the fantasy comics league? It was actually Brian's idea. He used to run a fantasy football league. Okay. And he always thought it would be cool to apply that to Marvel. Mm-hmm. And that was seven years ago. No, six years ago. We started the league, like the game, and four years ago. Mm-hmm. And last year, we tracked something like 1,300 characters just for 2019. Okay. So it's hard. There's a lot of characters. You know how many comics have that like one party scene, and you're like, "Oh <laughs> fuck!" <laughs> I can imagine. So, um, so are you fantasy football fan as well? Nope. Oh, I'm I'm in it for the for the superheroes. Interesting. Because in another life, I actually wanted to start my own fantasy site. Um, really? It was 
this was many years ago, even um, the, the big idea that I had is instead of doing uh, full season leagues, I thought it would be pretty cool if you just did them for the week. Um, and of course, I, you know, I had some people lined up as far as programmers, but unfortunately, tragically, um, our main programmer passed away and I put it to the side. And then, you know, a couple years later, all the daily fantasy sites started off and I was like, that was my idea. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been big into fantasy sports for a while now. So that's what kind of attracted me to your fantasy comics league that, you know, the idea of sort of bringing together two things that I, that I love, like the competitive aspect with the the following of the comics and figuring out which characters are the MVPs, so to speak, um, of the, of the various universes. I really badly wanted to do a DC one, just like one month, but I would have to take a break from the Marvel one to do it. Because like, okay, Marvel puts out on average, I think its smallest month in the last couple of years has been 96 issues and its biggest month was 130. That's, That's just a month. Events and the, um, and the tie-ins? Yeah, like this Marvel puts out so much shit. You can't do anything else. It's hard to stay on top of just Marvel. Tell me about it as someone who uh, tries to, you know, like my big, but I never, my big thing that I've sort of uh, fixated on recently is continuity. I mean, I've always complained <laughs> about continuity in, in the abstract, but it's now, you know, especially with everything that's happening with Dawn of X and, and how earth shattering that thing is to see this book is happening here and this character is in this book, but then this other book is happening and that same character is in that book. And it's like, all right, well, you got to let me know which is, which is happening first, you know, uh, like storm, storm is hanging out with Kitty pride storm is in a coma. Like what, what, what's, what has priority? <laughs> I was going to say, just talking about Kitty, you know, Ooh. That's a, that's a weird one right now. Exactly. And, you know, I don't think it's that hard for them to just tell us, all right, you know, just so you know, especially if they did it at, my, my, my plan was do it at the end of the arc. You know, if you don't want to go issue by issue, just say this arc happened before this arc and, and then I can get it straight in my head. What? So I've been reading the Chris Claremont New Mutants right now. Oh, the, and uh, that was back when Cliff Claremont like ran the run himself, ran the line himself. Mm-hmm. There was there was three books at one point: X Factor, New Mutants, and X Men. And for a very brief time, all three were him. But for a long time, he had two titles: Uncanny and New Mutants. And characters would just flip flop between them because he was telling the story. He could do whatever he wanted. They could go wherever he needed them. Right. Isn't that supposed to be Jonathan Hickman's job right now? Like he's writing one X book and then he's supposed to be overseeing everything else. Well, that's the thing. He, he is writing one overarching story and you can tell there is an overarching story. But when, but when it comes to the details of who's doing what when, you just have to trust him that it's going to work out. But it's hard. You know, it's Apocalypse is doing magic stuff in his caliber 
and then showing up in Davos looking super suave, uh, you know, getting off the helicopter with with Professor X and Magneto giving, you know, oh. random speeches. It's like, all right, I, I that's that seems like he's got a different agenda going on. And, you know, I just want to know where his priorities are. I've noticed something very interesting that this has exposed about X-Men fans. People who love the more morally complex, let's say, X-Men characters have been having a blast with Don of X, whereas other people who are like, I love the classic superhero interpretation of the X-Men, not having a good time. They're like, these guys are villains, and we're like, yeah, but it's fucking fantastic, isn't it? Oh, um, did not realize we we're gonna get into my uh, my my ambivalence. It's not actually ambivalence is the wrong word. So I I like the complexity of the story, and I love the fact that this status quo opens things up to so many so many stories. It's sustainable for years, but I do feel a certain kind of way about the superhero aspect being being more uh complicated that you know and what that means for these characters long term you know if they're not interested in being superheroes how do they relate to other superheroes or you know superheroes more generally if if, if it's if their priority is Krakoa and um making that fictional place um, sustainable in in universe. While that's a great and compelling story, I wonder about whether it's as inspiring as a, of a as a story of heroism as the X Men have traditionally been. You know, in terms of all the things that they have met young people, kind of that made them fans of the X Men in the first place. So I've I've got an idea, well, mm-hmm. some thoughts, not really an idea. So I've been reading a lot of old Claremont right now, and I see the handprint of that all over the X-Men line. And one of the things Claremont was very big on was he didn't just want them to be X-Men for life. He wanted them to grow and change. And one of my favorite issues what he wrote, there's a scene with Magneto and Cyclops are talking. Mm-hmm. And Cyclops is like, I don't believe in your dream. And Magneto says, you may not believe in my dream now, but you know what? I believe eventually you will believe in my dream long enough to carry it on. Because you are how my legacy lives, Scott. The X-Men have to carry on my dream. And that was Magneto, the villain, saying that to Scott. We've kind of seen that come to pass. The X-Men oh, are... Yeah. This is much more Magneto's vision than Xavier's vision. And yet Xavier's in charge, you know? Like, this might be slight spoilers. Magneto's about to do something in an issue that came out this week. And Xavier stops him. Xavier is calling the shots, but it's not his dream. Right. And that's what's, you know, that's what's giving me pause. Like, I can't, I can't, especially because we know Hickman... You know from what he did on his Avengers run, he's not he's 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 preparing these characters to do some things that we may not a hundred percent be on board with. So I feel okay with asking the questions 
about the things that they're doing now, knowing that down the line, it's only going to escalate. Yeah, me too. You know? I'm okay with him. Uh, one of the things I've said a few times is I feel like Hickman is taking these characters and comparing them against their foils and then making them more like them. Like, for example, Nightcrawler starting a religion. He's starting a religion to make understanding of what Apocalypse is doing. He doesn't understand it, but he understands religion. So if he makes a religion about it, he'll understand it. That's the exact fucking logic William Stryker uses, almost verbatim, in the Claremont stuff. I don't understand why this has happened, why I had to kill my family because they were mutants. But there's a religious reason for it, and through religion, I now understand that. Striker and Nightcrawler are polar opposites. Wow, yeah, that's a good point. Nightcrawler is becoming more like Striker. Yeah. So I'm curious to see where this shit goes, because eventually it's going to blow up. And I think a handful of mutants will remain untainted, and I think Kitty Pride is going to be at the center of them, and they're going to be the heroes that overthrow everything and save the day. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I, listen, I'm riveted. I, I'm subscribed to every single X-Men title right now. And even though I don't 100% agree with everything that's happening, as far as rooting for the characters, I'm happy that these stories are happening and, they're, and, and people are engaged with, with comics in a way that I haven't seen since Secret Empire. <laughs> 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 uh, when was Secret Empire? That was so long ago. Secret Empire and Secret Invasion were when I started reading comics. Well, Secret Empire is 2016. Um, Secret, oh, you're talking about the Captain America stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, oh, that shit was great. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the, the Nick um, Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. The... Uh, the culmination of the Sam Wilson Captain America run, the highly underrated Sam Wilson Captain America run, as far as I'm concerned. So, so, so he, so bringing it back to, uh, to, to the fantasy comics. So I'm looking at the last, um, I guess March, uh, scoring, where the the uh, rate, rate rankings are, as far as the top scorers of the month. And, um, you know, this is how I sort of tie it back into the racial draft. You know, if, 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 you, if we go down the list, there are not a lot of high-scoring uh, no. color. <laughs> no. Sam Wilson, do you know how many points Sam Wilson got last year in 2019? In the whole year? No. In the whole year. And this is like points include appearances, points include what he did, everything. He got four points for the entire year of 2019, which means at most he showed up four times or he showed up three times and he did one thing, he didn't do shit in yeah, 2019. It really felt like last year, Sam, Mil Sam Wilson was missing. Um, well, we got the numbers to prove that. <laughs> I felt like after his solo book kind of tanked, he, he, they never put him anywhere else. He just went away. So it's good that the numbers support that. I was going to ask you, uh, it's a little weird because you're not a fantasy football fan, but I was, I was going to use fantasy football terminology. But who would, you, 
who would you say are the kind of MVPs from since you have the if you, if you happen to know the 2019 numbers? Okay, so first off, in the actual game portion, mm-hmm. there are a number of divisions who have banned the number one character because he's on goddamn stoppable half the time. Take a guess who the number one character at Marvel is. Mm, without without fully knowing the scoring system, I would say Deadpool. Nope, Spider Man. Well, Spider Man gets the most appearances, but I. I don't but think no, but he uses every time he shows up, he does shit. Spider Man is always like he'll show up, he'll web somebody, he'll save a civilian, then he gets the fuck out, you know. But like, he he is by far no character comes near him, especially by the end of the year, like. At the beginning of the year right now, Doctor Strange is actually our number one. He's had a crazy good three-month run. He's appearing in one book next month. Doctor Strange's run is over. Spider-Man's going to overtake him. He's got the Academy book, right? Um, but he's not really in that. See, I just feel like I feel like a character like Doctor Strange, when he appears, though, it's more bang for his buck in terms of what he could potentially do. Always pick a character that can fly. You know how many how many times a character who can fly isn't flying? <laughs> yeah. No, a character that can fly is, is always going to fly. Um yeah with yeah, see to me to me Deadpool kind of captures some of that Spider Man element in terms of ubiquitousness, but also he can just have an appearance where he kills a bunch of people and, and then you know racks up a bunch of points that way doing so deadpool before 2017 huge like we had deadpool banned at one point too deadpool and spider-man but since 2017 deadpool has slowed down a lot um and we also the way we do it is if you use your blades in your in your, the issue right you get a use for blades one you know, okay. if he uses his gun, he gets one gun kill. You know, if he heals, he gets one heal. You can't have like six heals an issue. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. It's a sing- single use. It's just to keep it from going out of control. Yeah. I mean, and Deadpool is the out of control character. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I feel like, I mean, and maybe the numbers bear this out for you since you've got, you've got it. I feel like Cosmic Ghost Rider had a run where he was doing Deadpool type numbers. Uh, I I am notorious for drafting characters during their most popular months. I had Venom. Okay, so an average character gets about, let's say, 20 to 30 points. A low end, but okay, is like in the double digits. A bad character is single digits. Venom is usually a single digit character. I got 47 points one month with Venom. And I was like, yeah, like no other team came near me. I had Venom, who was my MVP, and then a stack team on top of that. Was that like getting solicits help a lot? Was that during the, 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 the big Venom event, or was that? No. Do you remember Venomized? I, yeah, I remember. 2018. I did not read Venomized. Uh, it seemed like too much Venom. <laughs> It was a lot of venom. Venom, venom got bank. Yeah. Um, by doing this, I've started to appreciate fantasy comically. Like I track all my points for my division 
I run my division independently because if we shut down, I'm going to keep my division going. Okay. Because we're going to keep tracking the points. We just might not keep the game going anymore. Got it. Yeah. Um, but it's just like going week to week. I'll be like, I'm at the top of the week. Oh, shit. Like uh, this month, I got Wolfsbane. She didn't do anything. So I had first place, first place, first place. In the fourth week, I had fourth place by one point. In the final week, I'm going to lose the month because I had Wolfsbane, who destroyed an amazing team by getting three points. Like, I get so into this stuff now. Like, I understand fantasy comics or fantasy football in a way I didn't before. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, but it, I guess it's slightly different because, you know, it, with the games, you're watching in a real time take shape. And you, you sometimes think that you can influence the event by cheering. <laughs> you're like, come on, come on. Oh. You no, know, it's, you know, obviously with a comic, it's not like you're flipping the page, like, give me that. Spider-Man appearance. So, so um, funny. Here's a question. So, when okay. you an event like Spider-Verse, the Spider-Men have to get split up, right? So you're. Yeah. So one of the things we do is to track a character, they have to have a minimum 36 appearance in the last three years. Oh, okay. That's just to keep it so that. Cause, okay, so I read the solicits, and then I make a preview chart. And it'll be like, Spider-Man's at 11 appearances, this guy's at 8, and then there's all these 2s, there's all these 3s, and then there's 1s for days. That eliminates it so that we don't have so many 1-appearance draft options. Because first off, if you've got, let's say, 75 characters that have two or more appearances what the fuck are you drafting a one appearance for unless it's a favorite character in which case about, i respect that like and so, so here's a great example i don't know if this is a can of worms but you know how there's the um the new warriors book right that's coming yeah. the ones talking about um would those characters be ineligible to be drafted i mean they're new characters right yes um so i you remember when Gwenpool became a thing? Yes. My co-host fucking hates Gwenpool. So when Gwenpool's first issue came out, I drafted Gwenpool. <laughs> and he was like, I'm not going to add her to the system. And I was like, she is the star of a brand new series. She counts. She's an ongoing series. And he's like, fine. I will make that exception. If you're the star of a new series, you can be drafted. So if you're in a, so, so if you're in a team book and you're part of the solicited... Uh, cast of a team and you should be eligible to be drafted yes okay, which is usually the only one apps i put in like for example this month i put in apocalypse and captain britain because they have one app and excalibur Got it. you know you put the teams on there but we track everybody even the even the new we don't track the less than 36 but like we track people and if somebody is drafted we will track them if we weren't originally going to. Got it. Yeah, it's a lot. No, that's a, that, that's, that's a useful thing to know about how... how, how but anyhow, going back to the original thing, because you're going to want to know characters to go for. Like, I make a preview chart up, and then you'll see who the characters are. Like, for example, you sure as hell want to get somebody changing Wolverine's ethnicity. <laughs> Because that guy appears in everything. 
I mean, Wolverine is, he's a beast. <laughs> um, he's, you know, he, there was a time where you put Wolverine on a cover of a book, even if he wasn't going to be in the book. He, he's going to sell the comic. Do you know how often I look at covers and I'm like, okay, what characters might be in this book? Like, for example, the Avengers, their last month, they were focusing on the Squadron Supreme. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what are the odds any Avengers will appear in the book? So I look at the cover and I'm like, is that maybe Thor's hammer in the background? You know what? Thor has a possible appearance. <laughs> oh yeah, especially with this recent with this recent Jason Aaron run, like he's been doing a lot of books, a lot of Avengers issues that don't even have any of the Avengers in them. Yeah, that'll screw you something off. Yeah, we've got people in our divisions who just draft based off favorites. Like, somebody will just keep Captain Marvel for their for the entire four months because they never win a month because they're not playing to compete. But they never... If you, if you win a month, you lose your whole team. If you get second, you get to keep one person on your team. And then so on. And then last place gets to keep all four. Oh, interesting. Okay. So... Sometimes it's better to get second than first, you know? Or, like, if you're in last place, like, you, you're the last person to draft characters, take a crappy team, but stack it with one character that you know is going to be good next month, drop the rest of your team next month, keep the great character. Okay, that's, that's, that's kind of like a long, a long play strategy. <laughs> it's a long con. But, yeah, if somebody could just hold on to Captain Marvel... And one month have like forty five points, and one month have three points, because she didn't appear in anything. Right. You know, Ka- yeah. Ka- Carol's one of those characters where she could just show up, like she shows up in Star, you know, which I guess I you would have probably predicted that she'd show up in Star at some point, but she's not going to show up in every issue of Star. Um, and she's had that. I mean, I'm sure she scored a lot of points in her recent solo run where she was taking on, taking out Avengers every issue that in, her, in this last arc that she was in. Yeah. Oh, well, that was, those were her only appearances those months. So she did get drafted and let's say, okay, so there's 10 categories. Well, there's, there's eight categories, but one of them is three powers. So okay. there's 10. It is very rare for a character to get all 10. One of the, the few characters who's gotten multiple all tens is Deadpool. He's had some crazy issues. Because we do character development, save civilian, lead a team, team up. Um, there's three powers. That's seven. What's the other one? Mm-hmm. Hold on. I got to go back. Character development, lead team, save civilian, team up. Defeats antagonist, which is if they beat a bad guy. They only get one defeats antagonist an issue, though. Oh, okay. So if you beat the whole Squadron Supreme, you get defeats antagonist Hyperion. Oh, we need to figure. We need to figure out how do you get extra points if you solo if you solo a whole team. Well, like, well yeah. What I was gonna say though is like, because your model is gonna be different. I I think you should just do a month at first but we could open it up to multiple uses of powers or you could get points because we draft three powers. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, webs, melee, spider sense. You could leave it open so that's like any power they use, they get a point for. 
Yeah, I mean, I I definitely want to want to want to like people love head to head fights. You know, like people love when a hero fights another hero. Like that's got to be bonus points if you if you fight another hero and win. Yeah, I'm so character developments. It used to mean anything of note that somebody would talk about later on. I have used that for so many reasons. I once for Venom, I had him for four months in a row. Mm -hmm. I got a character development for the symbiote deciding to leave Eddie. A character development for the symbiote deciding it didn't like its new host. A character development for the symbiote deciding to go back to Eddie. And then a character development for Flash deciding to reject the symbiote in like each month. And Brian's like, these are bullshit fucking points. And I'm like, once I got a character development because Nadia Van Dyne talked Miles Morales out of killing somebody. And he's like, how is that a character development? I'm like, because it proves the power of Nadia and the MU. And I won, we, we have a group of like five voters mm -hmm. if we can't come to an agreement. I won the vote. No, I think, I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. But yeah, so... That's cool. There's a lot of leeway with the system. I've, I'm really good at finding the cracks in the systems, and like exploiting them for one month until Brian realizes what I'm doing. So, so what that means to me is that we're definitely going to have some episodes where people are going to try to uh, sell you on on scores that, uh, you know, why didn't why didn't my guy get a point for this? And you know we'll let we'll, we'll we'll do like a little mini trial where they'll, <laughs> they'll try to make their case for the extra points. You uh, you collect some evidence for me, and I'm gonna shoot that shit down. <laughs> so, so so let's 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 talk about the. Uh, I mean, we've talked offline about what we're doing with regard to the different teams, and uh, I expect you to be one of the one of the captains for the uh, white team. Um, can you sort of talk generally about how you plan to approach strategically uh, putting together your white team? I have, okay, first off, I've decided I'm gonna stick with characters who I think should stay white, because I feel like that's a less risky <laughs> line to tread. <laughs> so you're gonna go defense, you're not gonna go offense. <laughs> <laughs> and the only character I've decided so far is I'm fun for Clint Barton Hawkeye because you cannot fuck up as big and as often as Clint Barton and not be a white man in America. That is true. That is, I mean, especially with the current run. <laughs> with, the, with the current run, I couldn't imagine Clint as anything but white <laughs> <laughs> you know what hurts um you know who david walker is right he did occupy avengers which was basically clint going on a journey of realizing how privileged he was with red wolf and tilda swinton being like oh man this guy like Clint would do something right and they'd be like oh my god i'm so sorry i i didn't i didn't realize that was my privilege i didn't i didn't realize wait, wait, let, let's let quickly correct you it was not it was not tilda swinton that's that's the ancient one the actual tilda johnson <laughs> <laughs> nightshade uh 
And they're just in the background like, this fucking white guy. <laughs> it was great. I loved that series. And nobody ever did anything with it again. Well, part of it was because no one read Occupy Avengers. Um, in, myself included. Because I did hear good things about it. And I think I might have read one issue of it. Um, and said I would go back to it. My, so this is, a, this is one of my philosophical problems that I have uh, about like how I approach comics and how I think a lot of people approach comics. A, a particular run can be really good, but if, it, if we don't get the sense that impact is being felt outside of that run, it, it gets easier to skip it. From month to month. Oh, okay. Like you, like it can, you know, when you have to make the tough decisions each week of, all right, I need to buy six books and only be six books. Even, you know, you're you're gonna buy the first the first couple just gonna be your favorite books, and then you're gonna you know say, hmm, if I let this book, you know, pile up and got a second one and got and doubled up next month would I feel like I was missing anything? And I think a lot of the time with, you know, it's, it gets easier to wait for the trade. It just gets easier to say, it's not pressing on the old, in the big picture to buy this book. And sometimes the really good books get put in that box. They get put in that, that place where its impact is not being felt outside of the book. And then of course the, you know, the self-fulfilling prophecy is that if a lot of people didn't buy the book, then the next person that picks up the character doesn't feel um, particularly compelled to let that character development stick. You know, I think with Hawkeye, the success of the um, Fraction Aja run is such that people who want to play with that character, they want to play with that version of the character more than any, anything else. And, you know, something like Occupy Avengers, which at the end of it is going to make him a little bit less of a train wreck, makes him a less fun character for a writer to play with. Yeah. Um, I've noticed recently Marvel has seasons. Like, let's say your favorite character is Jessica Drew, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's consider each year a season. You might get a good season. You might get a couple good seasons with Jessica Drew. But eventually, Marvel's going to put her back on the shelf for several seasons, and her season will come again. Mm -hmm. But you just have to wait, because they've got so many characters they have to cycle through, and they can't flood the market more than they're already flooding it. So you just got to wait your seasons with your characters. Like right now, the Matthew Rosenberg book is okay, but we're coming off a pretty shitty Clint Barton season. Um, yeah, probably. What has he been up to? Kelly Thompson had him and Hawkeye and oh yeah in, 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 and right and and she was more interested in in what's in in Kate yeah yeah so and I get that listen Kate, Kate had a Kate had a had a run you know like I loved her Kate books Kate Bishop and, is my favorite Marvel character yeah Kate, I mean she's she's an awesome character and what is she is she not being used right now. Uh, no. No, she has not. Yeah. Um, and we were going to get Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop, and I was like, okay, that'll make the Kate pan go away. But no, that's not happening now either. Well, you never know now. 
with the, with the coronavirus thing, like all the scheduling issues might be uh, might magically work out. Yeah, I mean, because now when they get up, when they get back up and running, you know, it may they may have worked it out so that they can they can get her they can get her. So fingers crossed. There'll be a one good thing that comes from this pandemic. <laughs> Seinfeld as uh, as Kate Bishop. But um, no, I think you're right. I mean, it's a shame, though, because I, we spend a lot of time on Twitter and we know how fandoms get when their favorite character is not being used. And it's kind of tough to tell them, you know, wait a year. Pause. Mm-hmm. This is something that blows my fucking mind. And I get into so many fights in the Fantasy Comic League about it. Your character has not appeared in a book in five years. They are going to put her in a book, but it is going to be written by a very shitty person or a very shitty artist. Don't buy the book. And they're like, but my character. And I'm like, who gives a shit? It's not going to be good. Don't support shit. Yes, I feel the opposite. So, so here's my logic. My logic is that if the book doesn't sell, Marvel's going to think that the character doesn't sell. They're not going to think that the writer and team, they've already made the decision that that writer for whatever reason or that uh, artist for, the, for whatever reason is in their rotation. They, they're, they're looking at it from, oh, people, there's a demand for this character. And that character will show up in other things at the same time if their solo book is doing well and being written by another writer in a crossover or in a team book or what have you will will give an additional writer that opportunity to make that character more interesting and then theoretically when a new team goes gets aboard that they'll want to continue the stories of that of that character okay but then my fear is let's go let's go to good old rick grayson Oh, it's been like 15 issues. If you guys had just let that fucking book die, I would have had Dick Grayson back six months ago instead of three months from now. Okay, well, that's different. I'm, I'm not talking about a character that is an established character, that shitty things are happening to that established character. I'm more talking about someone like, uh, I'm more talking about someone like uh, Spider-Woman. You know, okay, but even then, Spider-Woman is a popular character and every Marvel character has its seasons. If if getting a shitty Spider-Man, Spider-Woman book right now means I'm not going to get an amazing Blade book, then I don't want the shitty Spider-Woman, even though I like Spider-Woman more as a character. Like, I didn't love Spider-Woman until I read the Hopeless run. If it had been another shitty character run, I wouldn't have loved Spider-Woman, you know? I would rather have a good something else to replace a shitty thing with a character I love. Maybe I'll learn to love a new character. Yeah, but I mean, you, you, you don't know that the next thing is also going to be good. You know, you could just get a shitty run on a shitty character. Or not a shitty character. You, uh, a, a, a mediocre run from a character that you yourself don't like, but because their fans supported the character, then that run goes on longer and your character doesn't appear in that run. So that so so the editorial thinks that that character's not particularly interesting. You know, luckily Kelly Thompson 
you're going to get a Spider-Woman fix in the Kelly Thompson Captain Marvel run if you're if you're a fan of the character. So it's not like that character. It's not like you're Tigra, you know, like Tigra. <laughs> Tigra fans have the worst luck in the world. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel bad for the Tiger Hive because nobody ever considers just a random Tiger appearance. <laughs> like what? Like you, you, you know, you've you've been tracking it. Like when's the last time there's just been a a Tiger sighting? I West Coast Avengers when she was that giant creature. Oh yes, yes, I forgot giant Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and but other than that, no. Right. And and I remember when West West Coast Avengers came out, you know, a bunch of Tiger Hive people were like, you know, oh, where's Tiger? Where's Tiger? And you know, and I think Kelly was like, yeah, yeah, Tiger's gonna show up, you know, but she's not a part of the regular cast, and and just the, the disappointment, you know. So no, but I hear you. I I I think it's a balancing act. If a if a book is truly terrible, for instance, you know. All apologies to people that, I, that, that may follow me on Twitter. Um, I did not like the Falcon run. Good. That, I literally just mouthed the word Falcon. <laughs> I, I, I did not like that run, but I like Falcon. And it was just coming on the heels of his run as Cap. So the hope was, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, I know it's controversial to say, but I really dug Secret Empire. And I, and, but the one thing, one thing that, that killed me about Secret Empire is that I thought it should still end with, with Sam as Cap instead of ending with Sam giving up the, you know, giving it back to Steve. If, if there was so much growth for Sam over that arc that the right thing was to give him another run as Cap. But they didn't. They gave him a solo run. And I said, well, with the increased profile, maybe people will, you know, maybe people will be interested in Sam, be interested in Falcon and whatever the next writer has planned for him will will keep him in people's minds. And then what we got was Tridash. And, <laughs> and I kept dutifully buying it and kept, you know, telling myself, well, it's, it's, it's a little better. It's, 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 it's fine. And then when I heard it was getting canceled, a part of me was like, yes, yes. But then of course, like you said, Sam Wilson disappeared for a year and yeah. now he's, now he's popping up in this, uh, in that team book with Winter Soldier and, and, and in the uh, Steve book. And, and that was the other thing that I was saying, as I was reading the, the, the Ta-Nehisi Coates Captain America run, I'm thinking to myself, why aren't you writing Falcon? God damn it. Like, Why aren't you writing Falcon as Captain America? Yeah. Or even if because you're... he's like, I want to explore the idea of America, the idea of America being broken. And I was like, yeah, that's been the worst part of your run. You should have just gone with fucking Falcon. I don't know. I listen, I've I have loved his run on Cap. Like, I just want mm. I mean, okay. it came out hotter. It, it came out hotter, lost, lost the plot a little bit in the middle, but it's picking up again as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, like I'm hoping that, that Cap will get, I mean, Cap, I'm hoping that Falcon will get his season. Like you said, 
it's you know he's whenever we come out he's, coming. The, he's got a show coming right he's got a show coming but the, you know i'm i'm sort of worried about the team up aspect i you know i'm not in love with him and bucky together like they're fine they're cool i like both characters but you know i don't necessarily think they have natural chemistry as characters we got rather either especially not the comic book versions yeah like i'd rather read about bucky and uh, black widow you know even like do you remember that run where um the rosenberg run on punisher yes you mean the greatest punisher run of all time yes 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 that yes that, i i it, i mean i'm not a huge punisher fan but that me neither made, but that run made me yeah like every every time the issues were out i'm like oh oh what is he doing with punisher this week <laughs> Punisher in a War Machine. I, I didn't know how badly I wanted Punisher in a War Machine armor. Exactly. That's like, that for me is probably the biggest mind blown. Like I was like, what a concept! Like it sounds stupid, it sounds amazing, and yet it was just phenomenal in execution. Because the best part was when the War Machine broke down, right? Because all of his enemies got War Machine upgrades. Yes. And so then it's just Frank, a man with a knife and a gun, taking down power dudes left, right, and center. Oh, right. Fucking Frank Cap. And then that was also War of the Realms. I don't know if you read any of the Punisher stuff with that, but Gary Dugan did a bunch of crazy shit with him. Last year was just I year of Punisher. I had to make tough choices with War of the Realms. War of the Realms. Excuse me. And that was one of the ones that I had to make the sacrifice and not read. So, I, so like, Ryan and I pay for every single comic. We do a, there's this delivery service that gives you every single Marvel comic a month for like half off. And that's like 400 bucks. Oof. And we split that. I pay 175, he pays 225, he's richer than me. He can deal with it. You said that's a month, right? A month, and that's half off. It's like 792. And we're getting it for 400. Well, look, I, I mean, I don't, I don't spend what you guys spent in total, but I probably, you know, I'm probably some anywhere between forty and sixty bucks a week. Um, yeah, so you spend more than me because I pay 125 a month, and then if I, I will, I don't give a shit at that point. I've spent so much money on comics, I will pirate whatever I want, and if I love it, hardcover. All right, I, you know, but, I mean, you, I. I would, I would hope, ideally, we want to get to a place where you're getting, like, discounted copies from the publisher. We, we, that's, that's, that should be the goal where, you know, um, but we'll figure that out, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so, so what were you saying about Punisher and War of the Realms? It's, it's phenomenal. Just 2019, like, we do our character of the year at the end, like, we do vote, voting through, like, our entire fan group, like the the fantasy comically fan base, we all vote on character of the year. Without a doubt, for me, twenty nineteen went to Punisher. I I was mind blown, and I don't like the Punisher, so I don't but know. I, but I kind of feel like that was mostly on the strength of his run on Rosenberg. You know, like he wasn't awesome. He wasn't there. There was that one scene 
I think it was in War of the, I think it was in the main War of the Realms book where it was Punisher, Wolverine, and somebody else where they just kind of like do a do a, a collective nod to one another and they just go out and just start killing a bunch of monsters. Um, in the uh, in the tie-in, the Punisher tie-in, you actually get to see a bit more of that. Him and Wolverine like go out and they kill a troll together. And it's just like, he's just like, I can't remember what it is, but the joke is like, um, it was Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Punisher. And there was Sting there, I think. No, I'm getting Absolute. You read, did you read Absolute Carnage? I read most of Absolute Carnage. Did you read the Avenger tie-in? I don't think so. There's a scene where Spider-Man, Thing, and Wolverine are all standing there, and a giant fucking carnage thing comes out. And Thing's like, I'm going to fucking throw Spider-Man! And he just throws Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's just like, Wolverine's right there! And then Spider-Man, like, hits the guy, and then, like, falls to the ground, and the guy steps on Spider-Man, and Wolverine's just like, glad that wasn't me. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's a scene like that, though, with the Punisher and Wolverine, where they take down a troll together, and the Punisher just lets, like, Wolverine get, like, beat on while he's reloading his gun. Hey, I just, that just gave me a piece of inspiration. Um, feel free to laugh at it if you think it's silly. Like, so what if you gave a bonus point for the one-liner of the the one-liner of the week. Okay. I'm game for that. Because I love doing, like, panel of the week, one-liner of the week, all that kind of shit. I'm yeah, so down. There was a panel, like, like, like whoever's featured in the panel, panel of the week gets a, a bonus point. Whoever gets the line of the week gets a Kill bonus. of the week. Kill of the week. Or yeah, yeah. Takedown like, of the week, because we're, we're tracking superheroes. They don't kill. Fair enough. Kill neutralization <laughs> however however one is neutralized um of the week yeah i mean i think that i think that could be fun okay so then what i'm thinking is what i will do okay for the racial podcast thing you want to do marvel and dc um i mean we've got some time to figure it out like i i, I definitely do want to give people the option to draft across marvel and dc um so then what i'm thinking is the the fantasy comic leave draft will be a different thing like independent of your main thing we could just do like a little side episode right mm -hmm. and it'll be like we'll do we'll do a team of four or a team of five right so i'll oversee it you be one of the contestants we'll get four other contestants you guys draft your teams give the reasoning for why each character is the ethnicity he is or I guess draft for your ethnicity. Never mind. Well, no, what I was no, what I was thinking was that after, like, if if we were if we were we were gonna stay stick within, like, because I want to do teams of ten, right? Okay. So theoretically, within every team of ten, there would there's probably four. There's probably gonna be four Marvel characters in that team of ten. So we could just do a league for the marvel characters we could even just like because like we're not drafting in person we're gonna form a team and draft among our team and then bring our drafts to the podcast what do you mean 
Okay, let's say let's say we just started drafting right now. You, I don't have a list. Right. Don't have a list. Right. No, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, we're bringing our we're bringing our draft. We're we're drafting for the racial aspect of it, and then yeah. we're using the teams that we've drafted to figure out which is the highest scoring team according to the scoring system. What are you gonna do if three people come in and they all want Wolverine? Well, there's gonna be a draft order. Once we okay. Get- yeah, once we we're gonna we're we're doing a snake draft. So that's what we do too. Yeah, so once we get our teams all set up, there's gonna be a snake draft. We're gonna figure out the draft order. There's gonna be a little bit of like um, you know, strategy involved. Maybe there'll be some trading involved. Um, as far as like, you know, if if like in the chat, like you're in the chat, like if, if people in the chat are talking about who, who they're considering drafting, then maybe they may draft each other's uh, spots so that they can get the characters they want. Now, one thing that, that, that I feel like I've talked about before, but I can talk about for the purpose of the podcast, there's going to be special protected draft picks. If you, if you appear on the podcast as a guest, uh, whatever whatever person and whatever team you represent uh, as a guest, and this isn't just the people in our in our chat group, but if you come on as a guest and you decide that you want to nominate uh, players, um, to, regardless of draft position, if you appear and your and your nomination gets the high whatever whatever your nom whatever nomination gets the highest um, number of votes from the fans will be protected against being drafted in the upcoming round. Okay. So okay. you're basically you're are okay. Are you nominating somebody from elimination from the draft or are you nominating somebody that only you yourself could draft? You're nom so you're nominating three characters. And okay. right, you're nominating three characters and the the the, the character that gets the most votes, no one else can draft in the upcoming round. So you have the right to draft that character. Okay. Regardless of draft position. Okay. I'm following you. Yeah. So, I mean, theoretically, we could do something like that for Wolverine. We could have three people who want to, um, who want to draft Wolverine come on the podcast and debate the merits of Wolverine on their various uh, for the various ethnicities, and then we could put that to a vote as well. And whoever win, whoever campaigns and wins wins a, enough picks, they get to protect Wolverine. We could we could flip it that way as well. Maybe okay. we'll something like that for Spider Man. Well, a special a special Spider Man mini <laughs> mini Rumble. Okay. Um, but but yeah, I mean. Un- Unfortunately, we're still looking for we're still looking for people for captains for some of our groups. We're actually only down to three groups now that need captains. What are the three left? So the three, I mean, again, this is based on my contemplation of what I thought the groups should be. But um, so the three left in my contemplation are uh, offhand uh, Native American First Nations, uh, South Asian. And Middle Eastern. And what do we have? So we have representatives for Black. We have representatives for Latinx, for White, for Jewish, 
and for Asia. How many representatives on each team? That that's going to be flexible, um, honestly, um, because you know you only draft once per round. So mm-hmm. really, you know, obviously, if there's just we need at least one captain to represent the team. Um, I'm going to reach out for people to, who who want to be guests that may not necessarily want to be captains, and it's up to them to sort of coordinate with the captain if if they would like to get suggestions for characters to draft. You know, I'll put put people in contact. But uh, I mean, honestly, every episode is going to be a little bit of a free flow. There's going to be some structure because it's going to be structured around who was drafted in the previous round and who would be drafted in the upcoming round. But um, oh, one thing that I wanted to ask you about, your, your expertise in terms of who these characters are and what their and what their scores were would be would it be too much to ask if you've been doing it for four years, right? Yeah. So would it be too much to ask if if I threw a character your way to for you to hit me with how many points they scored in the last three years? Yes, Brian's got the database. Okay. But I can give me the character and I will get you numbers. Okay. Because I think that's gonna that that's gonna be interesting, you know, in terms of uh when we when we want to summarize who got drafted in the previous round, we could do kind of like a um you know how well you don't follow fantasy footballs, but there's a guy named Matthew Barry um who, who does fantasy football. He's like one of the first fantasy football experts. And okay. And ESPN has a thing now where when you do a fantasy draft, he will kind of rate your your draft based on okay. based on how the, the carriages are projected. You know, like I could imagine you kind of doing something like that where Yeah, like guidance. That's what I do in a lot of divisions. I wasn't I was thinking the opposite of guidance. I was thinking more like I was thinking more like after a round is picked, you would then assess them through the through the lens of how the how the characters that were drafted have scored in previous years and what okay see when it comes to the system mm-hmm. the previous years don't matter so much as the month like for example one month falcon could appear in nothing and the next month he appears in a comic oh yeah i know i mean but 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 i think you want an overall yearly prediction like you basically you want a profile for the character exactly. based on how he's done in the past yeah i mean like if what are his if, best powers how how often has he appeared that kind of shit i mean if you had a graph like a graph would be great right you know like where it was like a month by month appearance thing or points sorry a month by month points thing and then a, a year total but i'm not going to ask you to do work that you, if you don't have you know okay i don't think i have a graph but i have like the the year total and then how much they did, like how how many times they appeared, what the powers they used were, that kind of stuff. I have. I don't have it in graph form though. Yeah, but course. I can get you the data. I mean, I didn't. I didn't assume that you did, which is why I didn't ask for it. <laughs> like, but um, but yeah, theoretically, if you had a like a master spreadsheet that would plot all that stuff, that would be the most analytical way to do it. But really, I just kind of want to let people know that um, you know. I know a lot of people are going to draft based on favorites. I mean, I, I don't 
begrudge anyone drafting based on favorites because it's it's more fun for the conversation. But if there are some people out there that want to run numbers and say, all right, in this round, we're going to try to make a play for um, this round we're getting that motherfucker Wolverine. I don't want you going anywhere near Kid Cable again. Do you understand? <laughs> right. So K- Kid Cable, Kid Cable is different from Adult Cable, right? Yeah. Because they're both appearing in the comic. Like, okay, you know what is a fucking nightmare right now? So Guardians of the Galaxy. Let me explain this to you. It's two separate teams. <laughs> One team is Drax, Gamora, Nova, Moondragon, Philavel. The other team is Drax, but the Arthur Douglas version, Moondragon, who is in the body of Philavel, who's uh, Gamora from the Soul Stone. And I'm just like, how the fuck am I supposed to track all these different versions of the same fucking characters? Especially if they, cause they're going to fight each other. Right. And I'm like, I don't know what Gamora is attacking what. Doppelganger rule? What? What is your doppelganger rule? They count as separate characters until proven otherwise. Like, for example, there was one year where we were counting, I want to say it was Quake. Quake points for months. And then it turned out it had been Mystique the entire time. So we had to go back, erase all the Quake points, all the powers she got, give them to Mystique. Interesting. But, like, for example, Secret Empire. Steve Rogers in the cube, different than Steve Rogers out in the real world. Um, we've got some pretty great names for some of the characters. Like, for example, steve We were doing it before Deadpool was. Uh, Jane Foz-Thor. Instead of Foster, Foz Thor, uh, Foul Cap. I'm trying to think how I feel about. I'm trying to think about how I feel about the doppelganger rule. I think that when it's from a clearly defined alternate universe, that's different from. I feel like this is a nerdy discussion, but but it's worth having. Do you make any distinction between an alternate timeline and an alternate universe? It's one of the categories you used to be able to draft in. We used to have alternate, alternate as a category, and so like you could draft Miles Morales as alternate. You could draft Gwen Stacy as alternate. Spider Gwen. Mm-hmm. So yes, we do make distinctions, and like Miles Morales from the six one six. Yeah. Is different than the one from the 1610 now, and also they have clones, so you got to distinguish them. Like Peter Parker's pretty good because you know Peter Parker, and then you got some differentiations on his name, like Petra Parker. But then you got Ben Riley instead of Peter Parker clone. Right, but do you remember? So here's the thing. I think this was the Chip Zdarsky run of Spider-Man, uh, Spectacular where he travels back in time to the Earl. So to, is that, is that Chip Zdarsky's run where he goes back in time to his younger self and he kind of helps him fight villains and, and somewhat mentors younger people. So the way we would track that is the character who's our focal point, which in this case would be the Spider-Man who went back in time. He's the character that counts. Like, for example, 
Uh, Spider-Man and Deadpool. Its final storyline jumped four years into the future. And there's like old Reed and all these characters and stuff. But we didn't count them because they're from an alternate universe. The only characters we were counting were the Spider-Man and the Deadpool from modern time that had gone into this alternate universe. Interesting. And then the, the rule, the exceptions to those rules are people like the Maker, you know, where he was in his own universe and then got brought to ours. Oh man! Because I was, I I think it would be cool if alternate timeline characters count. If you do time travel, you jump to the future, like you know, versus a a, a clearly defined alternate universe. So like, so, okay. If we're reading an issue of Silk, right, and it jumps to the future, and there's a Peter Parker in that future, you want the Peter Parker I drafted to get a point for that. Yes. Okay, I'm game with that. Whereas, because we know it's, I mean, obviously, it's, it's obviously it is a possible future, as all futures are, but it's still meant to be a future in that universe. So, like, Spider-Man 2099 is a good example you know like if he meets up with wolverine which he could possibly do like that's that's the same wolverine yeah see where i would get iffy on that was if wolverine teamed up with spider-man 2099 peter parker doesn't get a point that's miguel oh no no yeah no that's that's a exactly no that's a totally different guy but i'm just saying that wolverine if he okay. if in 2099 he meets up with the same Logan Wolverine that tracks from our from our our universe. Then, like where this comes up is in I think is that the Thanos book where you have um, like at the end of time Thor and Phoenix Force Wolverine uh, mm. each other. That's that's Aaron Thor run. Yeah, so those were different characters for us. Um, Funny, you're talking about 2099. In December, they did a 2099 event, yeah. and Doctor Doom appeared in all of them. And it was our Doctor Doom. I made the argument that Doom should get points because I had drafted Doom because of 2099. Well, he also and the, the group voted right? against me. But didn't he also time travel? Yes, because by time traveling, he had created an alternate Doom, and I was like, "Yeah, but we didn't know that halfway through the fucking month." So, ugh. I hate when shit like that happens because I am really good at arguing for bullshit points, but sometimes there's just too much logic against me. Well, that's, why, that's why I want to make the distinction between an alternate timeline, you know, and an alternate universe. Like in, now, granted, some, in some stories, they don't make that distinction. Like in Exiles, they treat alternate timelines like alternate universes, but, but, but most of the time, it's, it's kind of like a loop. It's these characters, in a, you know, down the line. It's meant to be understood as what these characters would would be in four years, in three years, and then they time travel and they change a thing, and that doesn't happen. Like to yeah. me, that doesn't make them not our characters. That just means that they went down a different branch. You yeah. Know? I get what you're saying. Trust me. I've used this argument so many times and I've never won. Well, they're, they're big on their whole time travel shenanigans. Well, we'll put that up. We'll put that up for discussion when we, since we're going to have maybe, hopefully, um, 
a couple tweaks to the scoring system, you know, unique to unique to our league. And and that's definitely something that I want to consider that uh we would have to okay. If we were to make tweaks to the system, mm-hmm. we would make a committee of you, me, and one other person. And then if there was ever a question brought to us that we didn't have an immediate answer for, it would be put to a vote. Like for example, let's say we're reading Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And in that, Spider-Man has four clones. And none of them have their own identities yet. Mm-hmm. Am I getting five appearances for Spider-Man? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, clones are clones. Like, I don't treat clones as, unless you're multiple man, unless you're Jamie Madrox, I don't consider clones to be extensions of, of the... Who you are. Okay. Who- so then what if my Spider-Man goes time traveling and visits four other Spider-Man that are all him at various points in his life, am I getting five points? Yes. That, to me, that's five appearances by that same Spider-Man. Okay. But if he travels to an alternate universe and meets up with Spider-Man from that universe, does not count. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, good question. So, so the Spider-Man life story stuff was its own thing. It was its own thing, not draftable. You, it was draftable. Oh, okay. They did. Nobody did. There, okay, at one point, there was 50 of us. That was the biggest we are. Right now, I think there's 24, mm-hmm. and I think soon there will only be 12 left. Oh, okay. That's, that's unfortunate. It's just it's life, you know? Yeah, it's I, a lot I, to do with kids. If there was a way to make this profitable, I'd be doing it all day. Well, make sure you plug your Patreon for for however many people who are going to be listening to <laughs> right now or in the the far future. But um so so when you did life story, you did life story as different versions of the characters so though they did not count as appearances for any of the mm-hmm. of the mainstream. One exception we made was for if it's a writer telling the end of their story. Like for example, when all new Wolverine ended, it ended with old man Laura. We counted Laura and Honey Badger as characters, like their future versions. Mm-hmm. We did not count characters like Captain Marvel or other people who guest starred because it was not their book. It was not their story ending. See, I like I said, I, this is a this is an example of where where I would count it because it would to me just because you said it in the future, if it's understood to be the same character along their own personal timeline, then the guest appearances also should should be interpreted through the same lens. I wish Brian was here. He'd be he'd be dying. Well, I would be if, if also, that was your argument, that would be my I don't know if I've ever worded the argument like that before. Next time it comes up I'm totally gonna try again. <laughs> It'll be like my fourth attempt. <laughs> But um, no, this is this has been elucidating. This is this is good to know. Again, I'm I'm looking at all the. It, this is the bummer. This to me, this is kind of reinforces what I was saying before about the kind the need for the drafting aspect. Just seeing how few people of color there are in in uh, appearances. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Okay, let me, I just want to still, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Right now, there's 
five teams, let's say. Each, each team, let's say, has two captains. These two captains are drafting a character, 10 characters onto the team. It starts with you, goes next person, next person, me, me, up again, boom, boom, boom. So that's how we're drafting our order. And we're just drafting, like when we draft a character, do I have to give a reason? Do I have to be like, I'd like to keep Clint Barton as a white man because he done fucked up way too much to not be white. Like, so you would draft for whatever reason. But, but you know, as the host. Um, oh, my God. I just decided something brilliant. Yeah, what, I want like a white redneck version of Man Of, of who? Man Oh no! <laughs> Overalls and everything. That's the temptation as the white. That's the temptation as the white team. You can play around with certain 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 tropes. Like I thought about a redneck version of Luke Cage. You know, like you know. So obviously, this is better done if you're a guest on the show because you can really kind of talk it out and and sell it. Um, but what I envision is that we're going to be drafting offline and hopefully every draft um, you'll submit a blurb with your, with your pick and I will do my best to, you know, chime in with the blurbs about the picks. Um, okay. And I just don't think you should be allowed to go Wolverine, Asian, cool, got him. Like I want solid reasons from everybody. I mean, you can draft Wolverine as Asian, but um, like it's have a reason. It's more fun if it's more fun if you have an explanation. Or it's more because here's the thing: there's there's two ways of looking at it. It's not just the reason; it's also the projective um, thinking of how would Wolverine stories be different if from the inception he were an Asian man. Like we talked, I talked about this briefly with like Steve Rogers. Like, it's like, okay, so if Steve Rogers was always black, um, how, like, go through, like, the Steve Rogers... <laughs> Nuke storyline. Like, it's like, okay, so how is Steve Rogers different? What new things is he, is he dealing with? You know, how does this storyline, how has this storyline have been impacted? You know, how would um, his relationship with uh, John Walker be different if if Steve Rogers were black the whole time, you know, and kind of get that make Bucky black. Bucky, I feel like can't be black because that sounds super racist. <laughs> That's that is fair. <laughs> I think we're talking about James, that boy, James. <laughs> like that nickname goes right out the door. <laughs> but but what I did think about is that imagine if I mean, even then the name might not work, but imagine if Bucky were Native American. Right. So imagine if, like, imagine if Captain America were still, you know, white guy Steve Rogers, but his sidekick was was a Native American. Okay. Know? Pause. Mm -hmm. So Winter Soldier. Okay. So the First Nations raisins that I know. There's four seasons, right? We each have our seasons, right? Mm -hmm. It starts. Okay. Winter. What is it? It's spring, summer, autumn, winter. Winter is the end of one's life. Mm -hmm. Imagine Bucky, a Native American, as the Winter Soldier, and what that would mean to him. 
Mm-hmm. He's a man who lost the first, the second two seasons of his life and is now stuck in the winter of his life as a mercenary. Right. Oh, I mean, so, many, so much depth. Yeah. You see, that's, that's the kind of stuff that, that I would want to get into with, you know, someone who's First Nations in exploring changing a character's ethnicity would bring and make them and how, how it would make them a, a more, um, interesting and layered character i mean unfortunately as the as the as the white guy you don't get as much fun <laughs> like, i mean unless you go unless you go full offense like and i don't i wouldn't begrudge you like so you you know lewis right um like like has a hot girlfriend lewis British <laughs> Yeah, British. I couldn't remember what he was. I was like, you mean um, um, um has a hot girlfriend. <laughs> so I like I I I um talked about him being a uh, a white a white team rep. And I would love that. But he would totally go full heel. Like <laughs> so like full defensive. No, 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 he'd go heel, he'd go offense. Oh, okay. That'd be great. That'd be great. I'll, I'll play some defense. He plays some offense. Like, like he go, like he go like, White Storm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then I'm following that up with White Man Ape. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I think there there are different ways to play it as as the white guy, and you know, just have to be ready for the smoke. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. I think. So long as there's a good, you know, if I can tell the joke, Hawkeye needs to be white because he can't fuck up that much and not be white in America. If everybody laughs at that joke, it's a safe room to, you know, yeah, this is take, this is meant take to, your shots in. This is meant to be a safe space. If if I feel like you've crossed the line, I'll I'll give you the opportunity to clean it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not I'm not here to hang anybody out to dry. Um, this is all meant to be in good fun. Like I'm sure there are going to be some some jokes made when, especially when we get some some black people in here, uh, about about the stuff that we we want to do when we make characters black, and you know we're going to try to have fun with it. I mean I'm also going to try to um, have a segment where where people, um, listeners and people in the chat, want to chime in with their jokes and we'll 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 um, excuse me. I'll, I'll give them the opportunity to be heard on the podcast. So, you know, it's, it's going to, we're going to try and have fun. It's, it, this is, again, you, you don't, you don't do fantasy football, but you know, it's, 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 it's lively. It's, it's, you know, we, 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 we go at each other. And once. Oh, we, I'm we, quite good at that. And once we, you know, when we're drafting, if somebody takes a character and we're all, I'm just like, fuck you, you know, what? go fucking sit in the corner. Don't fucking touch my characters again. I'll take magic now instead because someone's a bitch. Uh, the first time I had somebody drafting in my group, I had the same group for three years. Mm-hmm. And then somebody new got introduced and they were just like, oh, I'm so sorry for taking your character, man. I was like, don't take that shit seriously at all. Don't take that seriously at all. Play to win, but no, I will be dramatic about it. Oh, here's one more thing. Um, this isn't technically within the parameters of the racial draft because it's the racial draft. But you always have the option to 
add an additional layer of diversity when you draft a, a player, I mean, a draft a character. Um, so even as the white, even as the white team, like you could choose that you're going to draft, uh, uh, you know, Bruce Banner and decide, you know what, I'm also going to make Bruce gay. You know, you can, like, if you, okay. like, it's, it's not, oblig you know, you're not obligated to, you can, but it's just another, it's just another thing that you, you can sort of. Just drafts all like take thing, Kitty Pride, Peter Parker. Yeah, I'm gonna draft all these people as white people, and I'm gonna make them not Jewish. Well, listen, listen. There's a Jewish team that is going to be drafting and making people Jewish. So I'm very interested for that. That's. I mean, it is both a background, but also a like a belief. I'd be very interested to see how the Jewish people draft. Yeah, so, it, I mean, ideally, ideally it's all, it's all gonna be in good fun. And, you know, if things get contentious in the chat, we'll, we'll try to bring those issues to the forefront. If there's a need to make some serious points, I'll try to do my best. You know, I know that there's some people who are, who I've told about the, um, I've told about the project that want to talk maybe more deeply about about the these issues so i'm going to try to have them on and maybe get a little bit of joke out of them but also allow them to to talk about how don't be all jokes yeah well, i mean you know jokes when jokes when jokes are appropriate and, and yeah serious when serious is appropriate yeah so yeah man we we, we talked for a little bit um yeah it was we, a good chat yeah we should probably uh Say our little, say our little goodbyes. Please plug your stuff. Please plug, plug the Fantasy Comics League. Okay, so we have the Fantasy Comic League. You can find us at, on Twitter at Fantasy Comic and then LG. There wasn't enough for the full week. Um, we also have Patreon, Fantasy Comic League, and we mostly just use Twitter these days. We run the, we run our drafts and everything through Twitter message boards. So yeah, uh, check us out, and if you want to join up. Might not be the best time, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, and we and we'll we'll talk more about trying to like you know further get the fantasy comics league out there because I think you're doing some great stuff and you know since we all have a little bit extra time now being home, <laughs> we, we might want to want to uh, really make a push to get some get people on board. You know what I'm excited for? I okay, so I write comics and i have about 45 pages of finished comic book art that just needs to be lettered i ordered a lettering tablet and it'll be here on wednesday and since i'm in self-isolation and on ei i'm gonna learn how to letter comics all right well come back on come back on and plug your comic when when you're when you're next when, when you've made some progress yeah all right I, I uh, finished my drink a long time ago, which means I definitely know we've been talking for a while. But uh, this has been another episode of the Racial Draft Podcast. What am I, episode two, three? Uh, I mean, full episode two, but this is, but this is still in the, in the pre-draft. So I, I think I'll have to figure out what the numbering is going to be, the episode numbering for... Okay. When Who is your first co-host? 
Uh, oh, you didn't listen to it. Oh, I didn't. I haven't. I didn't even know the episode was out. Yeah. So it was my buddy Marquis who uh, I tried to get him on, but it's his girl. Well, sorry, his wife's uh, birthday today. Um, so yeah, we've we've been friends for many years. And are you two gonna be like the co-heads of this, or is this your project, your baby? It's my project, my baby. But he, what I like about Marquis is that he. He's, he's into this stuff, but not as deep as I am. So he can bring like a layperson's perspective to, to the proceedings. And, you know, he's been really supportive of it. So when possible, I want to try to have him on just to, you know, have him dip his toe in the nerdy world that, that I live in. <laughs> I think he's also, it sounds like he's a good counterpart to you on the podcast. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have these conversations, and and it 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 helps when it's a one on one. At at some point, it could be a free for all. We we have the capabilities, we have the technology, to have. Oh, there better be a capability. <laughs> there better be a free for all. Yeah, we're gonna have hopefully, you know, we're gonna have a, a bunch of people on arguing about various draft stuff once the draft gets up and running. But now I'm just just trying to get people comfortable and familiar with what we're trying to do in the hopes that they'll tell their friends and you know, tell their followers, spread the word. You need to listen to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. And um, keep on keep on drafting. I don't know. We haven't drafted yet. I, I'm working that, on that. That, that, was a, that was a shit first draft of your sign off. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know that sign sign offs were were necessary until just now. But uh oh, I've never signed up. But yeah. I thought the the ship first draft though. Get it cuz it's a draft podcast. I see what you did there. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right. Ciao. <laughs>